Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Dog Check Podcast, exclusively on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm here with myself, as always, and with the one and only Eric Metcalf. Eric, seems like Cleveland is up in flames right now, but uh, how are you holding up? <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm part of that flame, I think. I mean, I, I mean, sparked sparked a little sparked a little talk on Twitter and everything about OBJ, and 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 so I think I've added to it. Threw a little fuel on the fire. <laughs> it seems like seems like top athletes from many different sports have been you know throwing a little lighter fluid on the fire today. Um, it's been a crazy you know week leading up to this. Um, you know the Browns had a very just brutal game on Sunday, and now, you know, with the trade deadline coming today, ending, coming and going, ending at 4 p.m. Eastern time today, Browns did not make any moves. Um, a lot of people expected the Browns to do something, whether it was get help on defense or move Odell Beckham Jr., which seems to be the center of attention and talk and has been for some time now. But before we get into that, I'd like to remind you guys to, as always, go over and check out Bet Online AG. Bet Online is your number one destination for all sports betting, whether it's college, NFL, you name it. Um, there was a guy last week, I don't believe it was through Bet Online AG. Eric, I don't know if you've seen this, but he put one grand on Mike White who started for the Jets in place of Zach Wilson last week to be the NFL's leading passer in terms of passing yards. He nailed on that bet and turned 1K into 126000 Wow. I had no idea that. What, what am I missing out? I need to go, there. I need to go said, bet online also. Wow. He said, you know what, Mike White, no one's heard of the guy. Let's put one grand on him to outpass everybody in terms of yards this week, and he did it. He threw for 405 yards in what was a crazy win against Cincy, and the guy made $125,000. Man, and, I, and it's funny because I was talking on, on our TV show in Cleveland on Channel 19, and I and I said that the, the Bengals had a, a bye week, basically, and then they turned around and lost. <laughs> I actually I actually picked Cincy in my Survivor League this week, and I got eliminated off of that, so it was pretty disappointing. I'm, I'm sure. I was thinking the as same was, thing. As was as was everything else this past weekend. <laughs> Absolutely. So we'll start, you know, where the center of attention is right now, and that is Odo Beckham Jr. and Baker Mayfield. Now, Eric and I and Cleveland media, news, Cleveland, anything for the past, you know, seems like what's been, you know, the whole season have been talking about this, and it hasn't gone away. And today, you know, spark something just just completely out of this world. So if you haven't heard, which I'm sure you have, I'll sum it up really quickly for any of our listeners that haven't heard yet. The trade deadline was today. A lot of people were saying they should move Odell Beckham Jr. Some people were saying they shouldn't. Again, he's been the center of attention for a while now. And today, Odell Beckham Jr.'s dad, who happens to be, I've learned, this is new information to me, Eric Metcalf's good friend, went on Instagram today and had some words to say about the whole situation. Um, I'm not going to get into too much detail on it because I don't have, you know, every single quote here in front of me that he was saying. I don't like to, I'm not one that likes to put words into people's mouths. But it was along the lines of, you know, other people commenting on a post saying, you know, the reason that Odell Beckham Jr. is struggling is because Baker Mayfield, you know, can't get him the ball, can't, you know, he's regressing. They're not even targeting him. They need to free Odell. And he was, you know, responding, saying that he agrees. Again, he was saying other things. I'm not going to, again, put words in his mouth. But at the end of the day, you know, 
the Odell Beckham Jr. Baker Mayfield situation doesn't work. In my opinion, you can put the blame on either guy. For example, we'll start with Baker Mayfield. He has been regressing this this season, in my opinion. Now, he's been hurt. He wasn't hurt at the beginning of the year. Played well against the Chiefs. Played well against the Chargers. There's been games where he's played well. But again, Baker Mayfield has been taking a slight step backwards. And that is something to be examined. Now, when it comes to Odell Beckham Jr., you can't succeed if you're not getting the ball. And... An interesting stat that I liked was floating around today from a guy who works for PFF um, Pro Football Focus was Odell Beckham Jr., despite the lack of production in terms of stats on the stat sheet once the games come to an end, Odell Beckham Jr. is the most targeted wide receiver on the Cleveland Browns roster. Now, with that being said, Odell Beckham Jr. is also number three in terms of wide receivers in the entire NFL, not just the Browns, the entire NFL, in percentage of his targets that are uncatchable. So, when you think about that stat, I mean, Eric, I know that jumps off the tra- has to jump off the chart for you, is in, well, Odell yeah. doesn't have any production, and he has all these targets, therefore... You look at that stat from PFF, well, half of his, you know, it was 41%. So, you know, just under half of his targets are uncatchable. So how is he supposed to produce? I think, you know, taking away the whole production, it just, it, there's a lot, it goes a lot deeper to where I think more so than Baker Mayfield and Odell, I think this is a coaching issue. You have Odell Beckham Jr. on your roster. Find a way to get him the damn football. The Browns don't throw the ball vertically at all. When Baker Mayfield was a rookie, when Baker Mayfield was lighting it up last year, they were throwing it vertical all the time. Now, Baker Mayfield has missed some throws. I mean, Odell had two, you know, vertical touchdowns in that Minnesota game that were missed, blah, blah, blah. But I think more so this goes on coaching. Now, before I let Eric, you know, comment, because I'm sure we're going to be going back and forth. One thing I will say about the Odell situation, about Odell's father, it is not in the best interest. I mean, he has to know, Eric, that it is not in the best interest of the Browns, Baker Mayfield, Odell, to go on Instagram and to, you know, fuel a fire like what happened today. He is frustrated. And again, I think that Odell and his father have the right to have some sort of frustration. Again, they're not getting him the damn football. He is one of the league's most talented receivers, in my opinion. Just because he left New York, he still has a lot in his tank. If the Browns move on from him this offseason, he's gonna I 100 percent believe he's gonna go somewhere else and flourish and shine and be a number one and be great. I just think going on to social media and you know making these comments when the Browns are still a four and four football team, one game back from the division lead, maybe two, they have a lot of football left. Do I think they're gonna turn it around and you know make the playoffs and make a deep run? No, but there is still football football to be played there is plenty of games left in the season so for him to go onto Instagram and to start something like this it just it, it is completely you know it's just out of proportion in my opinion and for Odell um you know it, it's not hard for him to pick up the phone and say you know hey dad like you, you, like this isn't what you cut it out this isn't what you should be doing right now because he had Odell Beckham Jr. Sr. Um, Odell's dad had comments that started in the morning as well as you know as soon as the trade do- trade deadline ended so Eric we'll start here really I mean I know it's a lot of information but I just think it just wasn't needed and at the end of the day it it, it wasn't needed and it just it just shouldn't have happened well now I would say and let's take friendship out of it let's let's take Let's take that out of it. 
I would say if if you're if you're trying to get OBJ out of here, then it is very much needed because that that sparked trades, right? That gave him a, a chance to get out of here because clearly they're not happy. Clearly Odell's not happy. And so if 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 that's what they were trying to do, that's that's what everyone does. They 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 try to figure something out, a way to get out of situations. That was a clear way of trying to get out of a situation that is is not very good. Now, when we talk about on the football field, I'm if if I'm Odell, and we talked about this at nauseum on, on Sunday in the post game show. If if we're losing, I'm a I'm a star receiver. If we're losing games and I'm not getting the ball, I'm getting one target. What makes me want to go get that ball across the middle at the end? What makes me want to play for this 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 quarterback who is not giving me the ball? I'm you know that's I'm just saying. I mean if because he's not targeting me, so so people are asking Odell and I'm and. And he's a, he's a, like you said, he's a great talent. People are asking Odell to go out there and put himself on the line and, and possibly get hurt when he's stretching out for that ball over the middle at the end because they want to win football games, obviously. And he doesn't catch it, so it's, it's on him. Now, if, if, a, if a quarterback is hurt, throws some bad balls, he's a competitor. If a receiver is hurt, misses a couple balls he's selfish help me understand that i'm 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 I'm, help me just help me understand how the how that works because odell is going out there and he's playing entire games with one target how can you be engaged what makes you feel like you're a part of this team and you're losing now if now if we're winning games Got to be all for it. I've been in that situation where I wasn't getting the ball in Cleveland like I thought I should, I should have gotten the ball, and we were winning. So it was kind of okay, but I still wanted the ball. And so when you're losing, you have you have no desire to put yourself on the line because you, you have to think about your career too. Now, we know when the quarterback goes out there and plays, he's playing for a contract. So that's kind of selfish as well because – He's going out there to play for a contract, right? Uh, That's kind of selfish as well because that's the reason you want to play because Case Keenum can't win. You can't let Case Keenum win the game and go on a run and you're not playing because then you don't get a contract because we don't, they'll say we don't need you. And I'm not, and I'm not, and I'm not bad mouthing Baker and I'm not trying to talk bad about it. I'm just being the devil's advocate and, and seeing it for what it is. So that, so that could be considered selfish as well. Because you want to get on that field just because, I, and so I, I do agree. You know, when you when you say Baker Mayfield is being selfish if he's just no, playing for I'm not saying he's being. Yeah, I'm saying if if, if if contract is on his mind, that's being selfish. Absolutely, and you're. I agree with you there, but I just think we'll we'll, we'll touch base. I'll touch base on that throw because you brought it up. Um, I think it, it, to sum that throw up, I think Baker Mayfield was late. I, I I saw I watched the tape. I'm sure you did. He he double hitched. He double clutched. Um, he was late. If he would have thrown it earlier, a lot of people like to speculate and say he, maybe he would have been in the end zone. Whatever. It's just even if you aren't getting, you know, it it was. We're saying you know it was he only got targeted you know one time, but again he's been the Browns' most targeted receiver the entire season. 
So I I think, you know, if if you're truly about winning in the team, then, you know, you sell out for your team and try to make the catch. Again, you 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 have a point. He he has, you know, he wants to go Clearly, he, he probably wants to go succeed somewhere else, which, again, I said I see him doing so. It's just, I, I, I don't, I think, you know, he could have, you know, again, the throw has to be better, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, a little bit more effort into the play um, would have went a long way. Earlier in the game, you know, Dernish Johnson scored a go-ahead touchdown, put the Browns up 10-3. to uh, People watch the All-22s all the time on plays and, after, you know, Dernish Johnson went in, scored the touchdown, you saw Odell Beckham Jr. and J.C. Treader just turn their heads and trot to the sideline. I, again, Odell is frustrated. Number one, he wants to... And he should be. He should be, but I just, you know, if if earlier in the year he was in press conferences saying all he wants to do is win, and the Browns aren't winning, so again... But they aren't winning, that, so, he, that, so that's gone. That argument is, again, it's valid. I just, you know, body language, if if you've really changed, again, I think he's changed his body language and how he's acted since been, being in New York coming to Cleveland tremendously. I'm, I don't I don't hate the guy. I, I love Odell Beckham Jr. I think he's a, he's, a, he's a great talent. I just, the body language, I don't like it. And again, he could sell out for his team more and go up and make a play because, you know, that is a big game. That is, you know, the Browns needed to win that game. And I think, you know, it would have said a lot for Odell Beckham Jr., if he would have sold out for the team, like, think about this. If he would have sold out for that ball and not caught the ball and just got hit hard, what would people be saying about Odell Beckham Jr. now? They would be saying, look he's at selfish. He's there's selfish. There's no they way. Say, no way. They no would, way. Yes, they would. No they way. Would say, he's, they would say he's selfish because I don't buy it. one catch and they're still complaining. <laughs> I don't yes, buy because, it. Because I said, I talked to Reggie. Lang, Reggie Langhorn said the other day in this situation, he would be pissed. He would want to be out of here because of the same thing. This is how this is this is the thinking of a, a guy who likes to have a ball in their hand. When you're getting he technically he got two targets in that game. We got to say right. because of the penalty on that play. Right. But that's one. That's one against the Chargers. That's he had two. We got and, and and those games that he had a bunch, he had what six or seven when when Case played last week. Yeah. And he had like six or seven in, in one other game. But other than that, it's what two or three here or there. It's and and then and and if you can't, that would never fly with DeAndre Hopkins or 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 Devonte Adams or 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 these guys. And 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 they're winning and they'd still be beefing. They can say whatever they want. They would still be beefing if they weren't getting the ball. And he is not getting the ball or even getting looked at in the, in the third hitch. And I and it's and it's so. And it's so frustrating as a as a person who's been out there to watch it because I've been and people and people say double team. It doesn't matter. You figure it out. You can figure it out. You don't think DeAndre Hopkins is getting double team. You don't think Devontae Adams is getting double team. You don't think Cooper Cup is getting double team. On third and five, you, who are the Rams throwing the ball to? Everybody knows it. But who still gets the ball? Cooper Cup. They figure it out. The play callers figure it out. The quarterback figures it out. The receiver figures it out. And so you, I, I, I can't, I cannot, I can't agree with people who say that he's he's, he's being selfish and and his attitude should be different about winning because once again, we're not winning. And so that that so there lies lies a problem because everybody's divided. So because 
once again, you have a player of this caliber. If you want him to have the ball, you can figure it out. You can figure it out. Because it's, it, we so figure it out with other people because what happens is somebody goes in in his same position and they seem to get more targets. So let me ask you this. So I, going if, – if put yourself in Odell's shoes. If, if you were Odell or, say, go back to your day when you played for the Browns. If you weren't getting the ball, you know, same situation. The Browns were a mediocre football team. They weren't winning enough or they weren't winning as much as their expectations said they would be. And, you know, say whoever's in the running back room with you scores a touchdown or say a receiver scores a big touchdown to go up against the division rival in the biggest game of the year so far, 10-3, to and you're not getting the ball, are you just going to try back to the sidelines or are you going to go celebrate with the guys? I don't know, but I can say this at eleven and five, we we were winning, and I asked to be traded. <laughs> I can, I asked to be traded because I was not getting the ball. Yes, I can say that one hundred percent. That is one hundred percent honesty. Eleven and five, went to the playoffs, won a playoff game, lost the second one, and I asked to be traded. Was it? Did you ask at the end of the season? Yes, I, that, because I asked at the. But, at, but during the season, I was still complaining that I wasn't getting the ball. And once again, we were winning. Because although we were winning, I could make plays to help the team win. And maybe even easier. And I knew that. And Odell knows that. And so if anyone wants to tell me about how I'm wrong about this situation, I can tell you I am 100% right because I have <laughs> lived the situation. I, I have lived it. I have lived it. Why? no one else who is arguing with me on Twitter has lived that situation, <laughs> so they can't say they know how they would feel. Uh, I again, you, you're right. I can't speak for how Odell would feel or how you would feel because you you have the experience, you have lived the situation. There's nothing to argue there. Again, I just you know you did it at the end of the season, and it's hard for it, it, trust me. I understand. It's got to be hard for Odell to wait. But to once again, play. I complained. During the season. Now, again, media coverage is different now than it was back then. You know, it stuff didn't get out as easy then as it does today. But, you know, like, when you say you voice the frustrations, like, who are you voice, Who are you voicing those frustrations to? Is it just the front office? Is it to your, your quarterback? Everybody. Your coach? Everybody? Everybody. <sighs> Everybody. The, the offensive coordinator, Steve Crosby, was, was our running back coach. I voiced it to everyone. Bill, what is the what, took, is the what is the response like? Let's 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 talk about that. What is the response like to a, a great running back like you were in your time, and you were saying, "Look, we're winning. It doesn't matter. I want the ball." What is the response? What was the response like in that situation? I mean, it's it's of course, it, of course, it's hard to hard to to vent those frustrations when when you're winning because what you're doing is working, right? But at the same time, you you have to think. Players have to think about it as a business as well. And so if, if, if we're not out there going out there, everyone was like, we're winning, so why are you complaining? Because I got to think about myself also. I got to think about my future. You, if, if I don't do anything on this field, you're going to cut me because I'm not producing. But because we're winning and I'm not doing anything, it's okay. <laughs> that seems to be a problem for me. That's a problem for me. I, it, it's I, I just wish then if, if we're taking it that route. <laughs> go ahead. No, I'm just laughing because it's funny to me. <laughs> it, it's, it, it is. There's, it's funny to me too, honestly. I 
It's funny because when Odell Beckham Jr. got traded to Cleveland, I thought that was the best day of my life, and it was Christmas, and I was like, the Browns are back, and the Browns are going to be so good, and it just it hasn't worked. So we'll flip gears not completely away from it. I mean, I'm sure it's going to come back up, but who, if not Odell, does the blame lie more on Baker Mayfield or the head coach? Or both? Everyone. <laughs> play calling because play calling once again other teams if they really want to get a person the ball they figure it out they figure it out it, they it, figure it people out people are also there bringing is, up the drops and he's had a couple you know you know he's, tiny he's, drops he's, he's had two he's had what two real drops and and one that we'll call a drop because he didn't attempt for it the other day two real drops I, but we had, but we had, how many the other day? But Jarvis, nobody complained. Nobody complained about Jarvis. Nobody I, oh, I, was, compl- I was complaining. I, about I, mean, Jarvis. I mean, you did that, but no one's, but no one's talking about that on Twitter. No one's, no one's talking about uh, the Ernest's drop. No one's talking about Austin Hooper's drop that could have been a touchdown. Oh, no yeah. one's talking about those. First, See, no one. No, but but it's, but because it's the Odell effect, people are talking about it. And see, that's and that's what bothers me as as a former player because we're singling out one player because he has been this superstar. He has made great catches, and so people expect things. And when you're not winning and, and it doesn't happen, oh, he's not any good. He's a he's a shell of himself. No, okay, that's I can say they said the same thing about me that last year we went 11-5, but then I went to Atlanta the next year and caught 104 passes. <laughs> I Odell so, Beckham Jr. Is is a, is a great receiver. There's no doubt about it. Um, you mentioned how nobody was talking about uh, all the other drops in the game. I can tell you one thing is for sure. Jarvis Landry had a terrible game. He fumbled the ball in, in a very big spot. He had that drop on fourth down that the ball hit him in two hands. Should have caught. You're right. Ernest Johnson had a drop. Rashard Higgins had a bad drop in that game. Um uh, Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper, you mentioned, yes, uh, had a bad drop in that game. People like to blame that throw on Baker Mayfield. I'm not buying it. The throw could have been a little better, but, again, it hits you in two hands. They're paying you all that money. Catch the ball. Um, so, again, I like I said in the beginning of the show, I think Kevin Stefanski is more to blame for this. Um, I don't, again, I don't like, you know, I don't consider them trying to get Odell the ball to be, okay, let's throw him a wide receiver screen. No, that that, that doesn't work. The Browns, Odell Beckham Jr. is supposed to stretch the field. Um, I, I'm even okay with the Browns. If, if Odell is in double coverage or, or single coverage downfield, whatever the case may be, throw the ball up. You're paying him all this money to, again, they're underutilizing him. You know, whether he's dropping the ball, whether he has bad body language, that can all be argued about and talked about for days. One thing that can't be argued is they're under they're they're not utilizing him to his full potential. And again, nobody can flourish if you're in a situation where you're not being your full potential isn't being put on display. So again, I don't think the majority of the blame goes on 13. It is just it is a collective situation here. And again, they gotta find a way to get the ball. If oh, if it means Baker Mayfield is gonna throw an interception or two a game, but they're gonna take shots down the field and have big plays to start igniting this fire to where okay, maybe this Baker Mayfield and Odell thing can work, then do it. I I I'm, I don't mind the inter, an interception here or there if it's gonna mean big plays are gonna happen. But 
Again, it is more on Kevin Stefanski than anybody else, I think. But again, take that with a grain of salt. Baker Mayfield has to be better. Um, what do you? They think? all do. They all. Have Everybody they has are. to be better. Yes. What do you think, Eric? About like Odell Beckham Jr. is still on this football team? How do I mean? We had Emily Mayfield. I mean, she's been doing it since Baker Mayfield's been in the league. But we had Emily Mayfield today liking tweets on Twitter, backing up Baker Mayfield, saying how it's Odell's fault and not Baker Mayfield's fault. How do all those guys go into the facility tomorrow in practice. How how do you think this is going to unfold? Because it's got to be one hell of an awkward situation. It, it it has to be. I mean, because once again, we once again, we 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 have Odell Beckham Senior putting out videos and, and and tweeting, and it's and it's a bad thing. But since day one. Emily Mayfield's been tweeting, and it's okay. It's not. <laughs> and, it, and it's okay. Uh, I, don't, I don't understand this. Uh, it's okay because it's the quarterback. What 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 are you referring to when you say <laughs> o- Baker's tweeting that is okay? No, no, no. I didn't say he. I said Emily Mayfield. Oh, yeah. That, it sure sounds she, she tweets and, 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 and steps in and talks about the culture and how he's changed the culture and he's done this and all that and the fans don't appreciate this and all that. But Odell Sr. put something on Instagram and it's all bad. With, with all and everybody respect, goes nuts. With all due respect, some of the stuff MMA Phil puts on there, I it's ridiculous. Kind of like what I thought I, about. I, I, but with Odell Beckham Sr. says anything. What did you say? But no one says anything. I, it's accepted. It, you're not. I, I hate to say it's it, but accepted. you're not wrong. I, you're not I wrong. know it's accepted. That's why. That's why this. This. That's why this upsets me so much because it's. 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 It's about who it is. You're not wrong. It's. You're not wrong. It's, 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 that's why it's so bad. But I don't. But to answer your question, I don't know. They're just gonna have to be grown men. <laughs> and and go in there and, and, and talk about it and, and be professionals. If he's, he, Odell hasn't been traded, if if he's not if he's not, if they're not gonna get give him the ball, tell him, you know, tell him he's not getting the ball, and then then it, it'll, he ain't, he's not gonna like it. But if at least he like won't go in the game expecting to get the ball, he'll be out there as a route runner, a decoy. But at least he knows. And so they have to be adults. They have to be as a as a team as a. As from from top to bottom, because once again, I don't think the play calling as well has given him opportunities as many opportunities as he could have had, because I f- I figure when when they when they want when they want Jarvis to have the ball he gets it when they want Nick to have the ball he gets it when they want Njoku to have the ball he gets it. Is is cutting Odell the best option for the Browns? I I mean if I think I think. It, it becomes a, a a viable option because taking the cap hit and just cutting them be, I, because it it might be toxic in the locker room you know that's so that it becomes right. a viable viable option in, in in that respect but when we're talking about having good players on on your team no so if you if you think that makes the the the, the team better right now because we're in a in a desperate situation going going into Cincinnati. If you think that helps the team, then then yeah. But but if you think you can figure it out and get him the ball and that helps the team, keep him. I I, I you find have to it choose what you're gonna do. You have to choose what you're gonna do and what routes you're gonna take as far as trying to win games. You absolutely do. And I 
uh, it's just a very complex and difficult situation because you said they got to be grown men. They got to figure it out. But, you know, it's going to be interesting. You know, tomorrow is going to be a very interesting media day. I mean, you know, these guys usually speak to the media after practice. Um, it seemed like everything went bad today. We had, you know, this was obviously the, the, the talk of the day, stole the show, but we had media um, media and, you know, T-shirt companies going after each other with uh, Cleveland Media and one of the biggest companies in GVO Work. By the way, your new shirt from GVO Work is pretty sweet. I'm going to be getting myself one of Thank those. You. But, Thank you very much. Um, I, <laughs> That's one good thing. <laughs> right? I, I'm trying to find the positives here, Eric. Um, but going back to cutting Odell, I – you know, if, say, the Browns hold on to him and it just doesn't work and it just gets uglier than it is now, which I find, you know, very hard, but it still could be a thing, um, then I think it is – so, again, it, it if that happens, then the Browns, the season is likely to not go anywhere because if you keep Odell on this team and you don't get it figured out and you don't keep getting in the ball or you try to force it to him or whatever the case is – you know, it, it, it it's not going to help you long-term, especially this year. And I think the Browns, as much as I – I mean, I even tweeted I thought the season was likely over after that loss. I was so defeated. Again, the season is not over. Um, the Browns beat the Bengals on Sunday, and they're both 5-4. and four. They'd have to sweep the Ravens if they want the division. But, I mean, the season isn't over. You have the Patriots ahead of them in the wild card. Um, like you said, they just got to really figure it out. And I think maybe cutting him might be the best option only because – the numbers display Baker Mayfield is better without him. Whether I think that 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 I mean, obviously numbers are numbers, but I think any quarterback wide receiver combination should be able to work. Um, something interesting I thought that was interesting coming up this week was people were saying Stefanski couldn't get it figured out with Stephon Diggs, and he ran him out of Minnesota. Is that what's happening <laughs> in Cleveland with with Odell? <laughs> because you know that's it's it's like a thought, but you know it's. It's it's so crazy because in my mind, just looking at this, if if Odell were to be released, they're gonna put somebody else in that position. And what happens when that person catches five balls a game? To me, that says something. To me, that says something. If you can figure it out with that who with that person, why can't you figure it out with Odell? And and, and granted, People expect more from Odell. He'll run more vertical routes with, than, than other people because he's faster and he's more dynamic in that way. And so the chance, if you don't hit it on the ball 30 yards down the field, then it's, it's going to be a wash anyway. But those, those opportunities down the field, which we don't really take anyway. See, that's the problem. Our passing game, it's not a real passing game. Not at all. It's not a real passing game. And so – I, I'm just, I'm just, yeah. I, I want, I want the best. I want the best for the team. Obviously, I want the best for Odell as, as a player because I believe he is still a superstar and will be if he goes somewhere else. I just, I just don't like the fact that it can't be figured or it hasn't been figured out. Absolutely. I don't, I don't. It hasn't been figured out, and so I, I'm, I'm just imagining if they release him, somebody's gonna go in that spot he's gonna that person's gonna catch a lot of balls and then everyone's gonna say i told you it was odell no that's them making sure they're figuring out how to get that person the ball it well, another bad thing about this is it is all happening in the wake of a baker mayfield possible extension um and we're talking the franchise here we're talking the potential franchise quarterback of the cleveland browns one that the browns haven't had in you know 20 plus years and 
if they keep Odell around and it still struggles and it doesn't work, you know, like myself, I'm still Baker Mayfield has to be better. Um, a wide receiver stats and a wide receiver's numbers are dependent on the quarterback position. The wide receiver can't throw himself the football. You can't, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins doesn't put up these great numbers just because he's great. I mean, he's great, one of, if not the best receivers in the league. Same thing goes for Devontae Adams. But Devontae Adams has Aaron Rodgers. All these great receivers have good quarterbacks. I mean, they can't throw themselves a football. So that you have to take that into consideration. Again, Odell should have, I mean, at least three touchdowns this year. Two against Minnesota, if not three, and one against Denver when Case Keenum missed him. I mean... There's you can only do so much as a receiver in terms of getting open and in terms of you know, and one against Chicago, right? There's he could be having a statistically decent season if it were for quarterbacks making these throws. So you can only dive so much into Odell again. Of course, what I mentioned about body language and sound off for the team, and what Odell Beckham Sr. you know did today, I. I don't like it, but again, they're frustrated. I just think it definitely could have been avoided. I think Odell, if he really wanted out, could have went and knocked on AB's door today and said, look, it's not working, get me out of here. Instead of, you know, if he's trying to send a message that he wants out, go into, you know, having his dad go on Instagram and and say stuff. Again, they're frustrated. Once again, that goes back to everybody being grown up and professional, right? For sure, it does. It does. And, again, it could have been handled differently, but at the end of the day, it wasn't. So, like you just said, they got to be grown up, grown adults, professionals, and move about it in whichever way interests the team the best. Um, It's a crazy situation. You know, the Browns, again, like I mentioned, covered it a little bit earlier, didn't make any moves um, prior to the deadline. Um, You know, that game against the Steelers was just ugly. Obviously, everything we've been talking about, um, you know, covered it. But again, you have, you know, two potentially big drives that are, you know, negated by, you know, drops. Jarvis Landry dropped the, the fourth of 12. Jarvis Landry fumbled. Um, Austin Hooper could have caught a touchdown. I think the Browns could have won that game, but, you know, they gave it away. Um, the Steelers are not that great of a football team. Um, having no kicker, obviously, you know, I didn't think it would hurt a team that bad until I watched that game. Um, you know, going for it on for a two-point conversion from the 12-year line speaks volumes about how important kicking is um, if, if you're going to do that. But, again, the Browns are a 4-4 football team. So, as we close up here, Eric, you know, you had them losing four games. I know we talked about this the whole season. Um, eight, eight games through, here we I are. I drink the Kool-Aid. I drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> eight games through, here we are. Um you know, the Bengals this week, I think, Eric, I you know, I'm not going to look ahead at anything other than the Bengals, but if they don't win this game, I think you can, you know, you can pretty much pack in the season. It can get ugly. It can get – it can, this can go bad fast. I mean, because they, they play the Bengals, then, then then turn around and play the Patriots, and you know, and you know that defense is going to be prepared. And so it, this could this could be ugly quickly, and and so it's 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 a matter of like like I said, who's gonna show up in that locker room? Who as individuals is looking in that mirror and saying, "I have to be better," and not only saying I have to be better, but going out there and and getting better every practice, every day, and and if if everyone is collectively doing their job, then we should win because we have more talent than other teams. Everybody, if everybody's collectively doing their job, and I mean, I'm talking about coaches, play calling, 
putting them in the right position, both offensively and defensively. And then the players on offense and defense and special teams go out there and do their job. Because we're more talented than these teams, we should win these games. But if we can't get on the same page, it's gonna it's gonna be a, a, a long tough road. It, it a long season potentially awaits if they can't turn it around. Um, I I'm super anxious to see you know how tomorrow goes and how this all goes down. Um, I there's a gut. I mean I've tried to stay positive you know this whole year and I'm still there. I. There's a gut feeling that tells me the Browns win the football game on Sunday, Eric. I don't know why. I don't know where it's coming from. Um, I I think, you know, this this past Sunday and today especially was a reality check for this squad. Um, and I think that somehow, some way, they find it in them and they win on Sunday next week. In Cincinnati, you know, they had Mike White just lit them up, you know, in, in New York. Bad loss for the Bengals. And I think, you know... The Browns, you know, build on that, and they come out and win on Sunday. But they're but, but New York's passing game is different, and so I mean, like I said, I think we're, we're more talented than the Bengals. They play good football. Obviously, they they have they have a good combination. They're doing things well with Joe Burrow and, and Chase. But they're but but people don't you can't sleep on the Cincinnati's defense. Nope. That 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 defensive line has been playing well. They was I think they had. 16 sacks all of last year and, and might be over 20 now. And so they're, they're doing a good job. The defensive backfield is playing uh, playing well. So although they had a, a letdown this past week, they're going to be ready. They're, it's a division game. They're at home. Um, and, and and so I think they're going to be ready. So it's once again, it's got to be a, a focused Browns team going into Cincinnati and in hopes to come out with a victory. And that's the only way we get a victory is everyone goes in there focused with, with one mind, one goal in mind, and that's to win this game by any means necessary. And so if 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 a person doesn't catch the ball but we get a win, okay, I, I'm I'm good with that. <laughs> but if but if your but if your best players aren't getting the ball, then I'm not good with that because we're 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 losing these games and like we lost this game, but we as as a as to being considered a running team, we're still running the ball less than we're passing it. I mean, there's been games where we passed it, run it a lot more than we passed it, but and that's like against Chicago and and, and the Texans and games like that. But in these games against teams that are good, we're passing more. They, do you think Nick Chubb was actually 100% on Sunday? Because I do not. They, they were not using Nick Chubb on Sunday how they have when he's healthy. I think there was something going on there, whether it was the calf was so bothering him. Uh, he, he didn't look right on Sunday. I don't know if you picked up anything on that, but they, I mean, they weren't using him how they usually do if he's 100%. But I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's 100%. I mean, I don't know if I really see it that way, but I, I just don't. I don't think that we went. I thought we just. I think we just went in there thinking we were gonna win this game. That's true. Definitely true statement. I, I, I think. I think just gonna run it over and and because I thought. I think I thought with Nick playing and, and De'Aaron is playing, I thought it could be almost just like how they played Nick and and, and Kareem. Right. But it, but it didn't go that way. I think what Nick had what sixteen carries or or so, and and I can't remember how many De'Aaron has had what three or four. Um, and so it was. We didn't really run that run, run the ball that much. We didn't establish the the, the line of scrimmage. We we we, get, we have one of the best lines in in football, and we gave up four sacks. Right. Yeah. And, and so, 
And so we that's once again move, looking forward at, at the Cincinnati game, we're gonna have to protect because people feel like they can they can stop stop us from passing the ball just by sacking the quarterback. And 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 so we gotta give our like I said, put ourselves in better position and go out there and, and, and win these football games. Uh, losing Jack Conk, you mentioned the offensive line. Losing him for multiple weeks hurts. I mean, he he's a great tackle. Um, big hit to the offensive line. And yeah, to your point, Nick Chubb had 16 carries. You were right. Uh, Durant Johnson had four. I think he said four, maybe somewhere around there. But uh, Nick Chubb was 16 for 61. Uh, Durant was four for 22. So, yeah, I think there's just a complete dysfunction in the entire offense right now. Take away Odell. I mean, they they're, they're struggling. I mean, they they got to figure it out because the clock is ticking. Uh, they don't have any more time. Um, but next week's show, we will have more of an in-depth analysis on the football team as a whole. Um, this week, I'm sure when I listen to other Brown shows tomorrow, it's going to be the same thing. I'm, I love getting everybody's takes on it because it is interesting. Um, by the way, Eric, if everything goes right and the Browns and Odell suits up and goes Sunday, he goes for 100 yards and a touchdown at least. <laughs> hey, hey, wait, wait. And, and, and how many targets does he have in, in order to do this? Uh, give him give him seven or eight targets. Or and, and, give him seven. Give him give him seven or eight catches. Give him, give him, give him. Uh, I mean, man, give him nine or ten targets. So he gets nine or ten targets. He has a hundred a hundred yards plus one touchdown, and and we win the game. We win the game, and and it's over. So so if that happens, we have validated his point. <laughs> Right, they're gonna have to. At this point, if he's my, that's why I said if he suits up because they're they're not gonna be able to to um to have him suit up and play and to not target. I mean, Stefanski said it today. It's on him, and they gotta find a way. But uh, it, it's it's a it's a circus in there right now, Eric. Uh, we need you. We need. Gonna uh, we need it's gonna uh, be interesting. It's gonna be interesting for sure. But. Like I said, guys, next week we'll have a more in-depth analysis of the team as a whole and hopefully be talking about the Browns' win. But from Eric and myself, that will wrap up this episode of the Dog Check Podcast. Again, guys, don't forget to head over to BetOnline AG. You're, you're betting home for anything football, and we will catch you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.